Welcome to another uh, edition of Balancing Act. Uh, I'm Sam McEwen. My co-host is Linda Wilson. We have Eric with us, with us, and I've written out how to pronounce his last name, and I will mess it up, but uh, the phonetic spelling is uh, uh, Cone of Olives. So, Cone of Olives. Singular. Close? Yeah, singular, right. There's only one Eric here today. There's only one Olive, yeah, but you, you almost got a Cone of Olive. There you go, Cone of Olive. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, Good job, Sam. Eric. <laughs> uh, welcome, welcome. Uh, we're glad you just decided to join us today. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into uh, ask you some questions on on what our podcast is about, which has to do with uh, um, living in harmony with our life, our time, and our money. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, Eric. Yeah, for sure. So I was um, I grew up the first ten years of my life in the former USSR, which was a communist country. And um, by the time I was 18, so I moved to the States, I was 10 years old. By the time I was 18, I realized that I had a very strong passion for the American culture, values, the freedoms it provided, decided to join the Marine Corps forward 20 plus years. Now I have a coaching practice and my whole purpose and passion in life is to help people live free. So growing up in the former Soviet Union, you can imagine the type of mindset that uh, my parents had and what I had around me. Um, I remember when I started my own company and I told my mom that day, I said, Mom, I got to, you know, I incorporated a company. And she kind of looked at me with this bedazzled look on her face. And she's like, how much are they paying you? <laughs> that was the mentality, you know? Right. So I, that's what I do. I have a coaching company. It's called The Goal Guide. Uh, we help people live free remove self-limiting beliefs, install new beliefs, and create a path for freedom and success. Well, cool. I can uh, relate to a little bit about growing up in uh, in the Soviet era. My wife uh, grew up in Ukraine. Um, she moved to the States uh, right after the wall fell. Yeah. Um, so she was in her, I would say, I don't want to date her. I better not say that. So, uh, but um, she's been here quite, quite, quite a bit, and she has really, you know, uh, adapted to the the culture here. Um, do you retain any of the language? Yeah, I speak fluently. Read, write, oh. speak. Okay, okay. Because I'm sure she does. Huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And when she gets going, um, uh, just depending on 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 what the conversation is, she will jump from English to Russian in a heartbeat. And <laughs> I'm like, what did you say? <laughs> Does she so, also speak Ukrainian or mostly Russian? Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I think yeah. with with the girls being here, with uh, her sister and two nieces, and my mother in law being here, it's more Russian because that's what they grew up with and were around. But yes, they all speak Ukrainian also, and I understand there's 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 uh, quite a bit difference from time to time. Different words mean different things. Very different, yeah, yeah. So, and they're struggling with what's going on over there. But I will tell you that um, when I decided to launch my coaching business and the things that I'm doing, I had the same questions. How much are you going to get paid? <laughs> well, the question wasn't how much are you going to get paid? It was how much are they paying? They, gonna, they pay. Right? Like yeah. there's, this, there's this stigma of somebody else is going to take care of you because that's <laughs> the way it has to be. You can't possibly take care of yourself, right? Right. Yeah, and that's that's a, a, a difference in mindset when it comes between uh, how we think here and how other parts of the world think. You know, where where government is in control, they pay you, right? And, yeah. and so that mindset uh, that's tough for folks coming out of um, uh, places like uh, Russia and and uh, Ukraine and and even Poland, who's been you know they've been. Um, 
pretty much independent, even through some of the Soviet uh, era, you know, but still that mindset is <laughs> how much are they going to pay you? Absolutely. So Eric, um, we called this balancing act and we did, we did for a reason, but our belief is that we have to live in harmony in all aspects of our life. So with, you have a family, um, um, you have a business and we all know that we can get so um, focused on that business that we kind of let the family go or we get so focused on the family. We let some things in the business go. So how do you balance your, your, or, or live in harmony with your, with your life, the life other than your, just your business and, uh, and, and live in harmony with the, uh, with your family and, and, and money. How do I balance that? I think, I I think harmony for me is knowing that there's no balance. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Right? There's I agree. Something, I agree. Something is gonna suffer or not get as much attention as possible. As a matter of fact, Sam, it's interesting you bring that you bring that up because I wanted to do um I was gonna do a video. One of my next live videos was gonna be on this topic. My wife has a copier in her office. So we both work from home. She's got an office, there's a copy machine, like like a legit that you'd see in an office. And every time she prints something or scans or copies, her light bulb starts to dim. Like, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like the copier goes on. It's just pulling way too much energy. It's like you can't balance the energy that it's going to require across all things. You just can't. So right. when the copier is working, when, when that paper needs to get printed, when that money needs to get printed, when you need to serve somebody, <laughs> energy needs to go there. Right, right. right. Um, I, the reason I was going to talk about this is because too many of us, too many people actually put energy towards, you know, uh, holding a grudge or not forgiving somebody or being upset. And I was going to use it in that context, but you bringing it up kind of made me shift it. So I think what we have to realize is that whatever we want is going to require focused energy, focused spurts of energy for a short period of time. And then you can go back to balance, right? So like if, um, you know, if, if I'm working out and, I'm, you know, this, this day I'm doing my chest and arms, well, that's going to require more energy than my legs and everything else that day and so on and so forth, right? That's how I do it. Um, pick what you want. To know exactly how much time is going to be. Schedule the time. Focus directly on that. When you're working on that, you're not working on anything else. And when you're done, we can focus on other things. Right, right. So that goes and, into the time, the time element too. You know, um, I, I blame Stephen Covey more than anybody else, saying that we can manage time. You know, no. we, we we can we can manage um, tasks and we can manage events, but I, I don't. I only have twenty four hours in the day, Eric. I'm assuming that you do also. I do. Yeah. I, so I use my 24 hours differently from others, right? I mean, I'm up at 315. So yeah, we all have 24 hours a day, but how many hours are you awake? Right. And then it's not just being awake. What are you doing when you're awake? Right. <laughs> Cause you can be awake watching TV. That's not going to help too much. Yes. Um, so when I was writing my book, I decided that my best time is early in the morning. And so I would wake up at 5 a.m. And then I realized that wasn't enough for my workout. So I bumped it to four. Then I wanted more time. And I bumped that to 315. And that's kind of where I've stuck. But I wrote the book and never went back to waking up at five. So it's like I get these three and a half hours that are very super productive early in the morning to myself. Um, but then by 930 p.m., I'm pretty much done. Like I'm yep. pooped. <laughs> 
yeah. But you found a way to put all of that into a harmonious way to work. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. Instead of instead of the balancing where something has to give and take, you've built a harmony around how you do things. And then you may have to shift once in a while, but for the most part, you've brought that into harmony. Yeah. And how long did it take you to figure out what was going to work and what? How long did that take? I just make adjustments, right? I make a decision very quickly, try it. And if it works, great. I keep going. If it doesn't, I just adjust and try something else and just keep trying. I don't know how long. I guess it's, it didn't take long because as soon as it doesn't work, I try something else. If I, you don't drag it out in pain fighting it, you, you're like, okay, that's that's not what I'm looking for. No, nah, typically if I, you know, if I miss my exit and I continue down the highway, I try not to stay on the wrong road for a long period of time. I want to make that U-turn as quickly as possible. I, I think that's where some people get stuck too. They 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 have this, they, they get, um, what, what's it, married to the plan, you know? Mm. Well, my plan is to get up at five o'clock every morning. And and then when it doesn't work out, they, they beat themselves up, you know? Um, you know, they sleep in till six or, or whatever, and they beat themselves up over the plan, um, not looking at uh, what results were they looking for when it comes to the plan, right? That's and, it. And I, I think that um, being being willing to adjust, then you can bring things into harmony. Um, how much of your your schedule um, uh, do you does revolves around your family? I'd say a lot, especially you know. Last week we were in Costa Rica. Now my boys are still home for winter break, so it's. Uh, it's a lot, but I try to be done around five, five thirty PM, um, because they have sports, they have, you know, soccer practice. They, they need their dad. They need their mom. So, you know, um, when we set up our business, the, and my wife is my business partner, it wasn't around making money. It wasn't around anything except for what kind of lifestyle do we want, right? Like, what do we want? And I want to be able to, if I need to go pick my kids up from school at 3:45 you know feed them do a little more work if i have to or not so it's all about the lifestyle sam okay but i would say a lot like uh, i mean you know i'm raising two teenage boys i Ooh. can't not give them the attention they need <laughs> cuz they'll run a they'll run a muck as they say yeah yeah teenage boys teenage girls for that matter too but uh, it, it's interesting when you look at uh, generationally, see, when I grew up, it was was one of those deals where you work and work and work and work and work. And 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 uh, if you can make time for the family, you make time. And that, that's one of my biggest regrets, to be honest with you, is I focus so much on uh, income potential and, you know, making a better life um, for my family. But what I was really doing was ignoring them. And it wasn't until I got to that point where I realized that they need more of my time that then the relationship started to get better. Yeah. Have you forgiven yourself for that? I struggle with that from time to time. <laughs> That's forgiveness is a big part of our growth, you know, and forgiving ourselves for our past transgressions. Um, I'm involved in a program called Celebrate Recovery. Um, and that's part of the forgiveness process is to, you know, look in the mirror and say, okay, what am I holding on to that I have not forgiven myself for? And I do, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Eric, I do struggle with, 
um, what I did while the kids were growing up as far as time goes, especially when they were, were, were younger. You know, I did, I did take time for Cub Scouts and Girl Scouts and coached uh, soccer, which that was hilarious. You know, uh, they, I, I think that, I think my youngest daughter was six years old, right? I, I, I knew nothing about soccer, but all the parents were attorneys and doctors. And I was the only sales guy on the, uh, whose daughter was on the team. And so, you know, I got elected, but um, it, it's, it's nothing like what you see on TV, man, where the ball is, there's 10 kids there, right? <laughs> oh yeah. At six. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But, but those are some of the things that, you know, I look back over the years and I'm sure you do too, as you, as you spend those times with your children, those are, are great memories. They, they are. They are. And I take full advantage of Facebook. One thing I absolutely love about Facebook are the memories that pop up. You know, so I like to post as much as possible because it's like, oh, my God, a year ago we did this. Five years ago we did this. And it's just it's so easy to forget. You know, like what's what's interesting is we don't forget the times we weren't there and how we beat ourselves up. Like, oh, I'm such a terrible parent. I wasn't there. I try to work and blah, blah, blah. Those those thoughts, they they they're constantly with us. Right. right. So I think. I think for us to be successful, to have a balancing act, like if you truly want to have a balancing act, you got to recognize that those thoughts have zero, zero place living in your mind because they're going to take energy from you. They're taking energy from other things. Yes. And so the second we realize that is like, boom, okay, well, how do I arm myself to constantly get reminded of the good things, right? Because it's easy to forget those. We remember all the negative stuff, but we very, very rarely think of ourselves in good light. And so Facebook helps me. So thanks, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for that. Yeah. He should pay for that advertising. Right? Yeah, you got, got something, something right. right. Yeah, that, and that is really cool. I, I would have to agree with you on that when it comes to the memories. We, uh, oh, I think it was three years ago now, uh, we had uh, my youngest daughter and her children and uh, my wife and I, and we went to Disney. And, you know, for, for us, Eric, it's, you know, a hop, skip and a jump down the road to Orlando. Um, but uh, we'd never been and not to, not here anyway. I'd been to Disneyland in California, but uh, it all popped up. All the memories popped up, all the pictures popped up, you know, and it's like, wow, you know, that was just that was phenomenal. And we did some things. My wife did a, um, a missions trip to Ukraine uh, when the first war broke out back in 14. and. Uh, those popped up here a little while ago and it's like, you know, it just restirs the the good feelings that, that stuff that we've done, that we've accomplished, that we've helped somebody or that we had a really good time. And you're right. It brings back the, the, the positive energy. That's awesome. Very cool. I think, I think that's, and so, um, what, what type of person, what type of organization are you looking for, uh, um, to help, um, uh, in your business it's called the goal guide uh what, what are you looking for i'm just looking to serve and help people man i mean the people that i just absolutely love to work with are excited growth-minded entrepreneurs you know that just kind of feel guilty when they're sitting watching tv they're like i need to go do something i gotta go grow this business um that's what i'm really having a, those are the people that i really enjoy working with right not the ones that you got to poke and like come on you said you were going to do this what's going on you're not doing what you said you were going to do um but really where the power of coaching comes in sam linda you guys are incredible coaches you know 
it's when you help people see their blind spots, right? Where you help them understand like, what is the program that's running their every single day behavior? Like what is causing them to write on the, on their, like I have what's called a GSD list. And you know, one of the things I do in the mornings is I write that out, you know, GSD stands for get as done, right? Get stuff done. We'll call it that. <laughs> and like each day, and I love crossing it out. Sometimes like I'll put, you know, journal, I'll journal and then I'll write in like, Hey, today I need to journal and then I'll cross it out. Right. Because why? Cause it's setting them, setting me up for some wins. Um, where was I going with this? It's, it's easy for us to write out and create goals. And then when you know it's time to do it, it's like a little light bulb goes off like, oh, I should check my social media account. I should check my email. I should probably send this email out. And it's the self-sabotage that goes on. And we don't know why. Yeah. We don't know why. Right. And what happens is another week goes by, another month goes by. We didn't get done what we wanted to get done. We start feeling stuck. We start feeling like we're a failure, a loser. And that is the part I love helping people to figure out. I got a very good process for it. I helped them really go back, figure out when that was programmed, what is the program that's running it, take that out, insert a brand new program, set a goal, break the goal down, and have them take their steps to that goal. When we do that, I that just, I mean, I love it. <laughs> There's nothing okay. better than that to me. Yeah, you can tell. You All, all anybody has to do is, they don't even have to hear what you're saying. They just have to see the look on your face. Yeah. You know, that that, that brings you. you joy and, and you know, you can help people. We, we have a few more minutes uh, left, Eric. Would you talk about your book? Sure, yeah. I wrote this book a little while ago. I was running a sales team. Um, I grew up in the sales world after the Marine Corps, selling copiers, IT services, and technology, business to business. And so this book really is for B2B sales professionals. So if you're in any kind of a role that you're selling into a company and you need to get in front of CEOs, C-level executives and influence them to make a buying decision from you. And we've sold things, you know, anywhere from the average industry deal size is $7,000, but we've had deals go up to five, $600,000, right? So any anything in between. Um, so how do you get those people to meet with you? How do you build trust with them? It has cold calling scripts. It has scripts in there for the conversations when you first meet with them. Um, how do you write an email? What do you say on LinkedIn? And then once you close the deal, how do you build that relationship so that they uh, refer their friends to you? So that's pretty much our step-by-step -step book. And I wrote it because um, once I took over as a director of sales for a smaller company, we went from about $4 million a year to $12 million a year in just a little over three years. And when we did that, I realized it was because of this process. Like we had a certain process that every salesperson followed. It was only five of us. We were like a little elite team of Navy SEALs, if you would, that just right. decided we were going to have a crazy killer few years. And we did. And uh, it's awesome. And all of that is in this book. You know, I, I've spent a lot of time in sales also. And all three of us have uh, listened to Dr. Rick Ripperto and uh and and have some of his ideas in there but you mentioned a couple of things in there number one scripts process and every salesperson does the same thing and you know and, and we all have our own personalities but we're all doing the same thing that's mm -hmm. awesome and, and what's the title of the book b2b sales secrets okay so we'll put that in the links down here if you're interested in in buying eric's book uh reaching out to him we'll, we'll put eric's contact information in also 
Eric, I want to thank you so very much for joining Linda and I today on Balancing Act. We're just we're just so happy to have you here. We wish you very, very much success in 2024 and in your business and your personal life. You too. Thank you for having me, guys. You bet. Thanks, Eric. Great. Bye. Happy New Year, everybody. Great to be in here. Thanks.